Getting split Getting ready. Split Getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Getting Split Ready with Mariah Pleasant and Doug Katzry. I've reversed it this time, you know, give you top billing there. Uh, another wonderful guest with us tonight, we've got Terry Vanover, who's a divorce strategist, an author, national speaker, founder of Choosing to Rise. And as a strategist, she helps people come through divorce without being legally, financially, or emotionally devastated. She helps people to release negative emotions so they can transition confidently. I thought this said confidentially, but confidently uh, to the next chapter. I got to start wearing glasses. Uh, and tonight we're talking about separating emotion and logic and, and really approaching divorce the, the right way. So just starting out, why is it so important to separate emotion and logic when approaching divorce? Well, as you know, many people are very emotional Divorce is a devastating time. So many people allow their emotions to get the best of them, but really, divorce needs to be treated like a business transaction. You're, you're dividing assets, and often people confuse going through a divorce with, with trying to get emotional justice. And I often tell clients, you know, you're not going to get the emotional justice you're seeking because this is like a business transaction to the courts. I equate it sometimes as well with the church ceremony versus the legal piece of paper that you sign at the beginning of mm. the marriage, similar to the divorce. You're going like to get that, that legal analogy. piece of paper at the end, but all of that emotion and stuff that goes with it is a different uh, ball of wax. We've talked about coaches and what role they play. What role do you often play for people when they're going through this? So I like to think of myself as is trying to keep people to their highest self, right? When, when others go low, we go high. We don't want to get down in the mud. We want to stay to our highest self because oftentimes you're going to end up having a relationship with this person beyond the divorce if you have children involved. So you want to make sure that you're making decisions from your, your higher good and from a long-term standpoint. Like how will this affect you and your family long-term? Because you may have to co-parent with the other person. So it's important that you not get too bogged down in, in the negative emotions that come up, the hurt, the betrayal, the bitterness. It's easy to do, but you know you need someone on your team to help you stay above that. Tell us a little bit why you've made this such a big focus of your practice. Again, you seem passionate about it. Tell us a little bit about that. So I'll just tell you a little bit about my background. You may have noticed I have a little bit of a Southern accent. <laughs> it comes out um, after uh, we've been talking a little bit. So I, I was just raised a, a, a little country girl from Virginia, and my mom was a, a single mom. She was divorced and, you know, just working class, little education. And our alcoholic father abandoned us shortly after their divorce. And I was sexually abused when I was young. And I had a lot of childhood trauma that I brought into my adulthood, but particularly my marriage. I felt a lot of shame. I had a lot, a sense of abandonment, a lack of self-worth, and my marriage disintegrated after a few short years. And then shortly after I was separated, 
my mom suffered a devastating stroke, and so I lost the one woman who I feel like really would have won, would have understood what it was like to be going through a divorce with two young children. Then I was hit by a van while riding my bike, and I had to have two surgeries, and I lost my home. And so it was just a devastating time. So when I say that I understand the grief that you go through when you suffer divorce, I really do understand it is a grieving process. I lost everything, my home, my marriage, you know, time with my kids, my mother, my health. I almost lost my job because I was an emotional wreck at that time. And that was the one thing I really needed at that time. So I came through that and I wanted to help others avoid the mistakes that so many people make when they're going through divorce. I was such an emotional wreck during that time. I don't, I look back and I don't recognize who that woman was. I feel like I'm a pretty rational. I, I do my homework when I'm doing things and I didn't do any of that because I was just so racked with just grief and emotion and so much was going through. I was so overwhelmed and stressed during that time. So I really wanted to help people not make the mistakes that so many people make, whether it's with throwing up their hands and just trying to get through the divorce as fast as they can because it is so overwhelming or prolonging it, like like you said, Mariah, with trying to get that that emotional justice from a court system that isn't about emotional justice. It's about just dividing those assets and the property and parenting time. So it's, it's helping people get through this time and seeing the long-term, uh, what their long-term goals are. What are some techniques that you've used or that you uh, employed to help people with this? So I, I think what I, what I do as people are going through this is help them to um, develop a plan and help them to see what their long-term goals is. There's a lot of questioning on what, what they want to get at the end of this process. What do you want to see? Where do you see yourself post-divorce? Do you see yourself co-parenting? Uh, do you see yourself financially stable? So, so helping people to understand also what their options are, like things like split ready. It's, it's nice to know that there's resources. That was something I was not aware of, that there were resources to help you through divorce and professionals. Because divorce, it really takes a team to help you through this time. And so helping people to know what their options are, know what their resources are, helping them to guide them to professionals who can help them through this, helping them with their long-term goals and long-term plans, um, helping them so that they're making clearer decisions so that they're not getting bogged down in the overwhelm, and a de developing a plan and a strategy so that they can get past this quicker. You know, sometimes I think people have that view. They, they, they know what they want. But then I heard, I think, another attorney in the collaborative group talk about the Greek chorus. And there are all these people out in the back saying, you're not doing it right. They should be paying more, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and mudding the situation. How can people avoid those external players short-circuiting what they're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right when we have so many people, when you're in an overwhelming situation like that, you, you go to your family and your friends for help and support, and they may be well-intentioned, but they also might have an agenda. 
And so as a divorce strategist, I don't have an agenda. I want to do what's best for your highest self, for you and your family. And what's right for one family may be very different for another family. Just just like what our attorney friend was saying earlier in the podcast about what attorney might be right for one person may not be right in this situation for this family. We have talked about coaches in the past and therapists in the past. In your experience, how are they different? Because you are doing some of the same work, um, but how is that different than, say, going to a therapist as well? I agree. And and the two can work together. You can see your therapist and you can, can have a coach. So your coach helps keep you going towards your goals and focus towards moving forward and getting past this. A therapist, there's a good analogy about a therapist kind of helping you to unpack your luggage. Let's say you're going on a trip and a therapist would help you unpack that luggage. Whereas a coach helps you make a plan, pack, you know, leave the unnecessary things behind and then pack up your necessities and move you forward. So a coach is really about, it's an accountability partner. It's a sounding board helping you to clarify things. Whereas a therapist might be more for talking through some of the more negative emotions and past emotions. Tell us a little bit about choosing to rise. So choosing to rise, <laughs> I have to say I it didn't with say a, it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Choosing to rise. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it really comes out on those eyes. And so I think um, people remember the business, though. <laughs> um, so, you know, with my business, I help people with knowing what their their clearest decisions are, where they want to go, helping them to develop goals and moving forward, helping them to know what the best decisions are for their family. Helping you, I love that you guys help in the beginning of the process because I wish more people would come to me, you know, when they're separating or when they're even thinking about the divorce because there's so many things to think through and so many options. And one of the things that Choosing to Rise can help with is helping you to save money. It's so many financial decisions, and the longer some of those decisions take, the, the more money you're going to spend or the more money you're going to waste. That's, that was, that's what happened to me in my case. Um, we mentioned the house, um, how that can be a really huge point of contention. And for me, I was really hung up on my house, and I lost the house, lost my credit, lost everything in terms of doing that. So helping people to see what what maybe the long-term decisions are with, with things that they're emotionally tied to. And a, a house is really a big thing with that. Have you ever worked with couples or do you work uh, solely with individuals? Individuals, I think it's just important to keep that separated and, and so that um, one partner, and, and I've actually approached clients before, would they like to have a session with another? But I think it's, it's valuable to have me on the team and have that sounding board and have someone that they feel hears them, understands them, and, and helps them find their highest good and, and what their best goals are, rather than muddying up what the other person wants and what, you know, so it helps them to really get clarity on what they themselves want as individuals, because, you know, we're uncoupling here. We've talked a little bit about what people should be doing, where can they, what resources are there? What can they find out there to be able to strategize, I guess, their divorce? I think having a team is important. 
hiring a divorce coach, a divorce strategist that can help you with resources so you know what your options are as far as your home, as far as what attorney might be a good fit for you. Um, a lot of people, you know, I actually had people say to me, oh, I'm not going to worry about seeing a financial advisor until after the divorce is finalized. Like, whoa, whoa, this is the time you need to be thinking about that. You need to be thinking about what your finances are going to look post-divorce and you need to be planning that now before all those legalities are in place. So helping, helping people with resources and helping them to understand that there's options. Well, it's interesting because in your name, the name of your business, choosing, it's really keeping control. It's, it's managing that divorce, which I think is a lot of our backbone philosophy. And I think, you know, if you talk about it, as people go down the process, it seems like the choices become less. So the situation drives you as opposed to you driving the situation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, but, you know, it's never too late to, to understand what your options might be. Even though you might have made some mistakes, it's good to know, oh, okay, well, before this gets, you know, set at court, maybe I want to rethink this or talk to my attorney and redo this and, and figure out what's best for, for myself and my children long term. So, yeah, there's always hope to before it gets finalized or even afterwards. I think learning to cope with the decisions That could be the next business, choosing to rise and learning to cope. (laughs) (laughs) Hand in hand. Hand in hand. You know, transitioning confidently. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Well, thank you so much. Um, I I think this is really valuable information uh, for people to really understand that they do have a choice on how they approach their divorce. That's so true. So this has been... Getting Split Ready, great guest, Terry Vanover from Choosing to Rise. Um, You can get episodes of our podcast wherever you get your podcast and or our YouTube channel. And if you or someone that you know and love are considering or going through a divorce, please go to our website, splitready.com, and take our assessment to find out if you are split ready. Remember that you can get through your divorce. You can get through it with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. And we really appreciate you joining us tonight and listening to our Getting Split Ready podcast. Thanks. Thank you.